Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm going to start here. John Binder, over at Breitbart, wrote a piece with the headline, Red States, Biden eroding American sovereignty by releasing over a million border crossers into the U.S. Now, I'm just going to say great minds think alike here. I love all the people at Breitbart. But if you're keeping track of this, I have been saying this, pairing with affirmatively furthering fair housing, housing since 2014. And I get it. I get that some people, you know, not just the ankle biters think that everything that, you know, this this is not talk radio, it's shout radio, I'm just screaming and yelling, conspiracy theory, you know, you know, ooh, the immigrants are coming to take your jobs. Well, actually, the immigrants are coming to take your jobs. But that being said, eight years ago, I saw this. I saw this plan coming together. And it's happening right now. Now, they haven't passed all of Joe Biden's spending initiatives, which is why they want to get rid of the filibuster. And note to Elizabeth Warren, you know what? Go ahead and do it. But uh, you don't get it back when you guys are in the minority. You don't get it back. Have you not learned your lessons with the nuclear option and these the, the, these knee-jerk reactions to changing the rules when you just don't like it? Now you want to impeach? You want to impeach Supreme Court justices for rulings you don't like? Okay, we'll do the same. Now you're rooting for an endless haranguing and hounding of Amy Coney Barrett and Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas? Be ready. Because the day may come when Sonia Sotomayor writes the lead opinion on something that other people don't like. All right? And you said it's okay to protest at their house and to follow them around and to hound them for the rest of their damn lives. That's what you said. You want some, you're going to get some. But this is happening now. President Joe Biden is eroding U.S. sovereignty and his administration has released over a million border crossers and illegal aliens into American communities since he took office in January 2021, an amicus brief signed by 17 states allege. The brief signed by officials from Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, West Virginia, Wyoming, was filed last week in a case against the Biden administration for their seeking to drastically reduce arrests and deportations of illegal aliens in the United States. As noted, Biden's Department of Homeland Security is using a little-known humanitarian parole authority to release tens of thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens into the U.S. interior every month. Although most migrants that DHS encounters are supposed to be subject to mandatory detention if they are not immediately removed, DHS has circumvented this mandate uh, to, through an abuse of a parole authority, 8 U.S.C. 1182, subsection D, subsection 5. The brief states the parole authority is carefully uh, circumscribed within narrow parameters, requires individualized decisions that make that are made case by case with a public interest justification. But DHS has instead been releasing undocumented immigrants into the United States in mass under that authority. So I've been pointing out for quite some time that what the plan is, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't need conspiracy theory. I don't need to make things up. I don't need to conjure up ghosts I'm not trying to I'm not trying to build an audience of of whack jobs here it's very simple it is very very simple the democrats have stated that they want to either abolish or pack the supreme court 
because it's undemocratic. Now, when they when the Supreme Court created Roe v. Wade and created same-sex marriage and created a lower standard for the revocation of private property rights, the left in this country didn't they didn't mind when Kilo was handed down. That didn't bother them. They didn't say, wow, how undemocratic is that? If the Supreme Court were to wholly adopt the 10 pillars of communism as its guiding principles, the Democrat left wouldn't give a toss. They wouldn't care. If they, and you heard Barack Obama say this about the civil rights movement, that it used litigation. It was so court-focused. Well, try to imagine that if you had a real left-wing social justice agenda coming through the Supreme Court where they said, you know, private property is inherently racist because originally only white people could hold it. So, and most of the land in this country was stolen from Native Americans. So we have to take your home. We're not going to kick you out of it. You're just not going to own it anymore. We're not kicking you out of your home for the time being but you don't own it and you don't get to resell it. The abolition of private property, all rents of land to public purpose. So when you're done with the house, the government's going to decide who moves in. This is how affirmatively fair housing kind of works, by the way. They're coming into local communities. Oh, wait, before I get sidetracked. So they want to they pack the court to get their way so they can do decidedly undemocratic things, I might add. They want the Senate to be apportioned. Now, the the only way that, that it would make sense to do that, and uh, I'd love to hear it, one of you, you know, left-wing law school uh, professors, because you have called this program before. You already have the direct election of representatives in the House of Representatives. Unless you're just going to double the size of the House, the election of senators or what would be the statewide upper chamber would have to be conducted somehow differently, giving the chambers distinguishing qualities. Well, the only way to do that, at least the way I look at it, is if you weren't going to have two senators per state, but you were going to have an apportionment, you might have an upper chamber comprised of at-large candidates. So if, you know, New York has an odd 53 seats in the House of Representatives, you might have 53 senators from the state of New York that would win state statewide races in that the top 53 candidates would get a seat. So in, in a lot of places, like I'll, I'll tell you the town I live in, we have ward city council members and then we have at large. So we have one representative per neighborhood, then a popular vote for the the other side of the of the of the council, which I guess would represent a microcosm of an upper chamber and lower chamber, with a mayor and an administrator. The mayor being the leader of the executive branch, and the administrator acting like the head of any one department. That seems like what they would what they would want, because then that would give the more populous states greater control over the Congress. Well. To do these things, they would have to change the Constitution. To eliminate the Supreme Court, they would literally have to get rid of Article 3. Packing the court seems like the more easily achieved. But then they would trigger 
a one hand up the bat with Republicans should they ever come back to power. So if they add three and bring it to nine, I mean, uh, bring it to uh, uh, 12, a uh, 13, Jesus, I'm getting nine if they added three. Okay, if they added, so I added four. My God, my, uh, uh, hold on, I need to sip my coffee. It's one of those days. If they brought the number to, let's say, 13, what would stop Republicans from bringing it to, let's say, 19 or 23? Maybe you should have two judges per state plus one. I don't know. That seems the more achievable line there. They're not going to be able to get rid of the Electoral College because that would require a constitutional amendment. But what they could do, what they could do and what they will do and what they are doing is they're coming into communities with these new regulations. For example, if you read Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing, if you are getting any housing money from the federal government, you're going to have to begin to zone for what is called multifamily, economically diverse housing, better known as apartment buildings. This is, I've said it so many times, but it's happening. You look at small towns building up will not take a lot where you've built out. If you've got a community of 10, 15, 20,000 households that may be politically divided, you bring in two or 3,000 new residents who are now voting in local elections, federal elections. Look at Colorado. Colorado was one of the, was one of the recipients of the outpour from California. Now it's pretty much a blue state. Texas, I'm warning you. Idaho, I'm warning you. Florida, I'm warning you. It doesn't take that much. And politicians love to spend money. If you've got local Democrats who are offered road expansion money, sewer expansion money, school construction money, that's all laying the groundwork for what? If the town is expanding and the county is expanding, not because people are moving in and bringing with them resources, creating jobs, new taxpayers. If the money's coming from the federal government, well, who's moving in? There's a difference between a developer coming to a community and saying, look, if you give me a permit, I'll build 100 new homes. Each one of these homes will sell for X number of dollars but getting X number of tax dollars in property taxes. So if you've got to hire a couple more teachers, hire a couple more cops, hire, open another fire company, if the projected taxation in property taxes, perhaps sales taxes, the starting of new businesses says, all right, we can support that. This will be supported by these new residents. Then it's not a cost to the community. But if people are being imported into communities, who have no resources of their own, no way to sustain themselves, but they are going to be voting, what do you think is going to happen in your community? Now, they could scream and yell about the great replacement, but you give me another name for it. Wines at 695 Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.
You can join me live on the Wilcow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.